You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Oh, okay. I thought, boys, that we were done with the the players and betting on sports. We'll never be done with that as long as there are sports around. I mean, I, I thought it would at least be done until, like, the off season, where they actually investigate these sort of things so that we can finish up the season. I guess we're in the off season for some teams, but still, you, you think it would, like, wait until after the season ended. Nah, because there's sports going on during the season, man. They got to have stuff to bet on. Well, the play, I'm, I'm saying, like, the releasing of the players being in trouble would wait until the postseason. Well, this guy's not important, so. Clearly not. I mean, wait, not he would be. He set the single game receiving yardage uh, record in college. In college. That's about it, though. Well, it's not like he plays on a very good team with a quarterback or coach. Yeah, he uh, he may not be playing much longer at all because yeah, he's uh, what computer fraud, fraud, correct? Computer fraud. He's been arrested. It is Kayshawn Booty, the New England Patriots. I think he was a first round pick, second round pick uh, somewhere in there. Doesn't really matter. His time in the league is nigh. Uh, he's been arrested for crimes committed in 2022 and 2023 for computer fraud. Uh, he had the computer fraud is a weird one. So he had signed up and made accounts uh, for legal sports books online, but under a false name with false information. Interesting. He made this a long time ago, though, right? Because he made that when he was 17. Uh, well, he made it when he was in college, whenever sports betting was legalized, wherever it was, uh, Louisiana. I don't know how long it's been legal in Louisiana. Long enough. Um, but yeah, it was, well, the gambling age is, it's 21. The sports betting, you have to have a, you have to be 21 or older for the sports book. So technically, 20 right. and under. Oh, that makes more sense. I saw that I saw something that he was 17 starting. He could stuff. have he could have been 17. Uh the the reports are that it goes back to 22 and 23. He had put in over 8900 bets. That's uh 24 bets a day. Did the math earlier today. Hopefully he was putting in a lot of parlays. He oh, was actually problems. <laughs> he was actually taking it to the bank though. Uh, he was taking it a little bit to the bank. Uh, so here, here's the numbers. According to the warrant that was for his arrest during 20, uh, 2022 and 2023, uh, Keishon Booty deposited a total of 132000 and change into his uh, uh, online sports betting account. He won a total of 556000 and change. Uh, in which most of that went back into additional bets. By the time that he actually withdrew money, he had withdrawn a little over $50,000. That makes no sense, especially if you're going to be going to the NFL and getting big money anyways. Like, I know you want some money whenever you're young in college, probably, but you're going to be making millions in the NFL. That 
I mean, they, they, he he was uh, he bet on. I believe while he was in the NFL, he bet on the NFL. And then uh, while he was in college, I think they said he they had determined that he had bet at least nine times on his own LSU football team. You know, he's taking the under and all the NFL games for his receiving yards with Mac Jones back there. He played five games and had uh, 16 yards, something like that. Say, it did was, he uh, even have any playing time? <laughs> like <laughs> five, five games, uh, like 16 yards. It was it was really bad. Uh, for a guy who is highly touted in college. I just, I can't get over this, the sheer fact that where in the world did he get $132,000 just, just deposit into a, a sports book account. And then. Was that, or was did, that not like right, right around NIL started? Yeah. I mean, yeah. NIL would have started, but if that's the case, then we, we need to start monitoring NIL money. Like what? You, what do you mean? That's a hundred thousand dollars. That's nothing. Because you're getting uh, millions that's, now. That's that's the problem. Uh, that, well, that you don't is, want these kids to get money that they're rightfully. Uh, no, they are. They are rightfully deserving of <laughs> that money. I think that it. I think the problem is if this is what is happening with the money. These players not, are getting a little bit too uppity with the money. They <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think we're setting them. <laughs> I don't think players are being set up for success. Uh if this is the case, right? This could just be a total one-off scenario. I'm I'm sure it's not. But this could be a one-off scenario. If this is not a one-off scenario, there's a reason why there is uh I, I think it um 40, at least 40% of NFL players um, end up with zero money when they leave the league because they just go in, they spend everything that they make, and then they have nothing left over. Like we, the NFL did not do a good job of making sure that the players have been financially uh, literate. And that is now happening earlier in college before they even make it to the pros. Now, hopefully they get this out of their system or whatever, but I'm just, I'm just saying it needs to be monitored in a way in which we can help these individuals become financially literate and smart with their decision-making instead of doing stupid stuff like this. And now you're no longer in the NFL. You can't make a check and you're behind bars. All right. So be smart about your money. Whenever everybody knows it's being given to you, but do whatever you want with it. Whenever they give it to you behind closed doors. Got it. How did you get that? I don't know. That's just what you're going for right there. Money's, no, I don't think it should be behind closed doors. The money should be that's out That's what front. it used to be. We, I'm not and, saying go back to that. I'm saying now that the money is out front, let's make sure we have programs in place to help people. Why would it not be there before then? It wasn't there before. Yeah, but why I wouldn't can't it go be back if you want to go? I can't go back in the past, Sean. Build me a time machine, fool. Can do. Uh, twenty four bets a day. Is that something that, like, to me, that's as a guy who doesn't really gamble that much? But uh, twenty four gamble more than us, you little fuck. <laughs> twenty four bets a day is a lot, dude. I mean, depends that's on what your I said, It sounded like it was a problem. Like, it, I mean, he's not he's not just financially illiterate. He's not just doing something illegal. He like has a fucking addiction. If you have a problem, call one eight hundred gambler. Bets off. 
one eight hundred bets off. Sorry, Sean. It's gambler too, right? One eight hundred bets off. Don't make me fucking say it again. I'm gonna call one eight hundred gambler and see what happens. Getting frustrated over here. I'd be getting frustrated if uh, if I was Keishon Booty who just lost all that money. Well, how about how about his frustrated, coach? Frustrated with himself, maybe. Should be. How about his former coach, though, Bill Belichick? Coach uh, no. no, Bill Belichick. He is not going to be the head coach in Atlanta. Uh, Raheem Morris from the Los Angeles Rams defensive coordinator is going to become the new head coach for the Falcons. Did, did you guys hear anything about Bill interviewing anywhere else? Because if yeah, not, I there's there's two, two job openings that we were talking about there. Did uh, Did Tennessee get a head coach yet? Yeah, uh, Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, something like nice. that, right? Nice. Okay, cool. So, yeah, two, currently two, what, two positions open? Uh, Seahawks Washington and Cummings. In Seattle. Uh, rumors, obviously, of Andy Reid retiring at the end of this season. They'll be there until that actually happens. Who knows? Bill's time is done. Navy is calling. See you, kid. He's going to go coach lacrosse for a little bit. Chill out in the uh, New England area still. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to get too much into coaching because there's going to be a lot of that in the offseason. I still think uh, there's probably going to be some moving pieces. And then uh, we'll be able to talk about scheme and and some ideas of draft players. What's your left tackle's name over there? Oh, you know, it's just Matt Light, four-time Super Bowl. <laughs> Those stories are hilarious. I wish I could do Bill's voice better. You fucking asshole. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is championship weekend. Championship Which... Sunday. Get it right. Sunday on a weekend? It's it's called Championship Sunday. Is it the whole entire weekend? Weekend. It's not the whole entire weekend. It's just Sunday. Just called Championship Sunday. It's real to me, damn it. (laughs) Uh, On Sunday, we lied to as a child. (laughs) (laughs) Two games on Sunday. Our first one is the Kansas City Chiefs, who will head into Baltimore and take on the Ravens, who are four point favorites at home. Tybo, how you feeling on your birthday? How you feeling for Championship Sunday? Listen, I'm not as drunk as I should be because I took a nap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, look, this is as it should be. This is going to be the toughest game of the year. Like, not of just this playoffs. This is going to be the toughest game that the Chiefs have played all season. Uh, Ravens have a fantastic defense and they have a formidable offense that if given the right game flow and, you know, a couple things go their way, that offense can hang with us. Um, I'm pretty confident the way we've played in this playoffs that I still think Pat's going to get number three. The franchise is going to get number four. Um, but, you know, like I'm not taking the Ravens lightly. They deserve to be here. They were the best team in the AFC in the regular season, obviously. And it's going to it's gonna take 
it's going to take a lot of effort to to get past them. But if we stick to the formula and maybe capitalize a couple more times in the red zone, we'll be just fine. Before we get too far into the analysis, I wanted to go over injuries here. Uh, obviously, recording on a Thursday, so we've got one more day of practice uh, before players are ruled out. We've got four non-participants as of Thursday. Uh, we had six on Wednesday. Um, our non-participants are Derek Nadi, uh, both days. Sky Moore, both days. He's on IR. Don't expect him to be pulled off anytime soon. Uh, we've also got. Joe Tooney and running back Isaiah Pacheco. Those four did not practice on either day. I would expect Sky Moore, Derek Nadi, and Joe Tooney to not play championship Sunday. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco uh, most likely will be a go, but it is his ankle slash toe that's having an issue. Yeah, it sounds like they're just being a little bit more precautionary with him. I don't want to sound too crass or anything here, but nobody gives a fuck about Sky Moore. You could have left his name off that list. (laughs) None of our listeners, none of the actual fans would have literally batted an eye. Um, I don't even know if Sky Moore has room on this team anymore. Like, sure, we need receivers, but we don't need a receiver like his ass. Uh, Now, the rest of the guys... I, I wish them I wish them help I health and I hope that they can get back on the football field. Um, we're obviously going to be missing Joe Tooney the most. And you and you go after me for talking about Darius Tony and MBS like that. Come on, guy. And McCall Hardman. Like, come on, guy. I don't think any of those guys have a real place on this team anymore. I I I I, <laughs> I can't fathom that our front office is looking at this year. And what has happened this year? And they're like, oh, yeah, let's bring back MVS. Let's bring back McCole Hartman. Let's bring back Sky Moore. Like, what are we talking about here? I'm glad you finally agree with me. Took you 19 weeks, 20 weeks. Just because I give somebody the benefit of the doubt doesn't mean I actually want them on my team. Like, <laughs> he wants them to uh, succeed for right if now. You're, if you're responsible, Oh, wait, didn't mean to do that. Didn't mean to shut my camera off. Uh, If you are responsible for our league high drop rate, then no, I don't want you on my fucking team. Go drop passes for somebody else. Don't tarnish the greatest quarterback who ever lived's legacy, okay? How do you feel about all, all Travis's drops then? Uh, the, the difference with Travis's drops is that he catches seven other balls and fucking <laughs> scores two touchdowns. Okay. Like <laughs> we've got, uh, we do have some good news in terms of injury. Uh, Prince Tega Wanogo is, uh, who's been on injury reserve for a while. He's been a full participant in practice this week, should be able to be activated. Uh, so that's good with Joe Tooney he going is- down. He is a solid backup, but we know we know Allegretti is going to be the one taking Tooney's place. Yes. Yep. But I'm just saying strictly for a depth piece, we know that this offensive line likes to go down when the playoffs happen. So we've got guys to back him but up. He's a tackle, though. If he, He'll go in. He'll go in if one of the tackles go down. Yep. But 
Uh, that also means we have availability to move some guys around should we absolutely need to. Uh, the other piece that uh, could be interesting is Wanya Morris, who's been out the last two weeks with concussion, has been a full participant this entire week as well. So uh, it'll be a battle between him and Donovan Smith. We'll have to see what happens there. As far as the Baltimore Ravens go, uh, really no injuries to report. For any reason, Mark Andrews is having his second week of full participation. So expect Mark Andrews to be activated and played this weekend. Most likely a lot of 12 personnel coming from around the Baltimore offense with Mark Andrews and fan favorite show favorite um, Isaiah Likely out there on the field. Uh, I think likely is better than Andrews. So play Andrews as much as you want. He's not going to, he's not going to be a problem for us. Yeah. uh, He's slow. Mark Andrews is slow. He's going to get something ready for those boys out there. And I'm not worried about it. You want to, you want to talk about Travis Kelsey as if he's actually a a wide receiver. No, he's a slow wide receiver. If you want to put him like that. Uh, Isaiah likely is like a receiver turned tight end. Like he is, he's got the body, big body receiver. He's got the speed. He could be a, he could be an actual receiver. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Absolutely not. They are. He's what we want Jody Fortson to be. Oh, he's what Jody Fortson can be. Could could be. I should say. Yeah. I, I say can, or what we'd wish Jody Fortson to be simply because Isaiah likely is healthy. Yeah. I get that. I still get flashes of that uh, fly route dime against the Chargers to Jody <laughs> Fortson. I feel like Jody Fortson could be a big help this week, uh, but I'd like to bring some numbers to you guys because one thing that everybody keeps talking about is how good this Ravens defense is. I have some numbers here that are pretty interesting. They the Ravens, nobody. The Ravens defense points per game. We're second. They're number one. They were they they are the number one defense in the league when you take account these are the games uh that they have played and the quarterbacks that they have played against. They have only allowed nine points per game when playing against CJ Stroud in his first NFL game this season. Uh Garner Minshew, Ryan Tannehill, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Kenny Pickett, Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence, and Mason Rudolph. Hey, first, first defense in the league, nine points per game. Now they have allowed twenty-two point eight. I hear, our- I hear at least three playoff quarterbacks right there, buddy. <laughs> Mason uh, Rudolph is a playoff quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, let's take a look at this because they have allowed 22.8 points per game, which would rank them 25th in the league against these quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford, Tua Tungavailoa, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, and Brock Purdy. So anybody, is any of those quarterbacks better than Patrick Mahomes? No. I feel great then. And but that's what I'm saying. So against really bad teams or teams with rookie quarterbacks in their very first NFL game, this defense with Rokon Smith and everyone 
Patrick Queen, really, Marlon really good. Queen. But when you put Kelly him up against Davian Clowney, when you put him up against teams that uh, that that uh, are much better, they let up a lot of points. And I'll tell you what, twenty two point eight points per game that's basically 23 points a game and uh when the chiefs score over 17 points a game we're undefeated so just throwing that out there for everybody throwing that out there you know just a little statistics just a little something for you listen uh, i i do think their uh pass defense is a little bit more formidable patrick queen and roquan Smith, roquan smith both know how to move around in the middle of the field they uh, they got Marlon Humphrey on the outside. Um, I don't really know who they have up front besides Jadavian Clowney. I am extremely confident in the so-called formula that we keep talking about. If Isaiah Pacheco gets 18 to 25 carries, we're going to be fine. I don't think they can stop us in the run game, even without Joe Tooney. Run run the right side a little bit more. Trace, engage Trey Smith and, and Creed Humphrey. There isn't a single person on that D-line that should be able to stop our offensive line from getting two yards back. Drive them two yards out. Isaiah Pacheco does the rest. And... Honestly, if we were to stick to that formula all year, there isn't a team that I'm actually scared of. But um, as you say, the Baltimore Ravens defense, as most teams do, play better against bad teams. Uh, We're not a bad team. And our defense plays even better against good teams. And Patrick plays even better against the number one ranked defense. Remember last year, he had, what, four touchdowns against the Niners? In our midseason matchup against them. Beautiful. He does it every year. Does he do it every year? Every year he plays them. Now it's I sent this to you guys earlier today and talked about it. And I've been talking about how not so great Trish Jones has been this season. And I think that plays I think these numbers play a big Art into what could happen this weekend, or he got his sack. It will, dicta- it, it will dictate. I'm sorry, what he got his sack incentive. He did get his sack incentive, and he has a million dollar incentive on the line for this weekend as well because he did make first team all pro. So if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, then he gets. So you're about to dollars. talk shit on Chris Jones when he got first team all pro. Like you're getting ready to you're getting ready to talk some shit. About how bad Chris Jones has been, and he's getting first team All Pro. I love it. I Him love it. Defending the run has been a running tally of just decline into mediocrity, into just like, are you even doing your job? Because all the way back in 2016, it's snaps versus the run, 148. He had a run, tackle, slash run, snap, 12.8%. He had 19 uh, tackles versus the run. Um, his tackle rate against the run was all the way up at 4.9%. Now, fast forward all the way down to 2023. It's 1.8% his tackle rate against the run. 
uh, his uh, run tackle run snap percentage. He's only out there 4.9% of the time. Basically, when you look at this chart, you look at how many snaps he's out there and then how many times he's out there when it's a run play. He's not out there. He's not a guy. He's only going out there against the Pets. And when he is out there and they do run the ball, he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't plug a hole. He doesn't make the tackle. Chris Jones is a liability not, when out the on the stats field. That, the stats that you brought up have nothing to do with whether or not he's plugging the hole. Why are you going off numbers strictly? On, def- on defensive line, on, on defensive line, what you are told since day one Plug a hole. is that you're you're not responsible for tackling the running back. You're responsible for plugging up the gaps and letting the linebackers tackle him. He doesn't even do that. That's bullshit. How how many yards did uh, did, the, did the Bills have in the first half last week? Did we win the game? Did we stop them in the second I'm half? I'm not saying we like, didn't win the game. I'm not saying we didn't stop them in the first half. I am saying that Chris Jones against the run hasn't been great, and we are going up against a team who only knows how to run the ball. If you, think, if you want to look at our season, we've had three bad games against the run, and the third one against the Bills was about half a game because the second half was fine. We had a bad game against the run in Green Bay. We had a bad game against the run when Oakland, or when fucking Las Vegas came here. Okay. Outside of that, we've done great against the run. And Chris Jones is the piece on that defensive line that makes everything else work. I don't care what you have to say about him. I hope Chris that's Jones the is the piece that makes that whole fucking defensive line work. You take his ass off that defensive line, and it's a bunch of scrubs. Omenihue's your best tackle. He is the closer for our team. Yes, you don't like how he doesn't get all the big stats throughout the whole entire game, but guess what? He finishes the job for us. I haven't seen it this year. That's what do you mean? He just did it against the Bills. Pushed Deion Dawkins into Josh Allen wherever he was. Listen, you don't have to get Chris a sack Jones, to be to make Chris an impact Jones in the game. Chris might not be a chief next year. I don't think he deserves the money he's asking for, but you can't t- like even the people who uh do the all pro awards say he's first team all pro. So I don't know what you are. Jerry Sneed was an all pro. So I don't know what you are nitpicking about. I am nitpicking that he has not been. And the numbers prove that he has not been good against the run. That's, and we're going against a team who only knows how to run the ball. You try, you go for it. Go ahead. Suit up on Sundays and try to stop an NFL running back against an NFL offensive line. Go for it. Pay me that amount of money. It'll happen. Sure. I would love to see that. Baldy. I would pay good money to go watch that happen. Bring back Joe's versus pros. I'm there. I'm there. Watch you get trucked by Ricky I'm Williams. <laughs> 50-year-old Ricky Williams. No, we, we're going to get someone closer to his size. We're going to get Mark Ingram. <laughs> his ass over. That's fine. <laughs> you Good. Yes. Uh, you ready to say I, something, Baldy? <laughs> <laughs> you think playing NFL football is so goddamn easy out here? Like, <laughs> you paid me millions of dollars. I guarantee you, I'd be in shape and out there, and and I would stop the run. <laughs> and he would, he would be on IR immediately. Guaranteed. <laughs> Wouldn't be fumbling it like yeah, Nicole. Guaranteed to be on IR. I have, <laughs> <laughs> 
How many times did you get hurt in high school ball, dude? (laughs) Didn't miss a game. Oh, I'm sorry. It was wrestling that fucked you up. Yep. (laughs) Broke my leg. Um, I, for one, am a little bit worried about the offense that the Ravens possess, knowing that our team is suited better against the pass than it is the run. Although I know Steve Spagnuolo much better in the second half of of every season. He's been good all so far this season. Uh, I know he's going to come out and he's going to have something squared away. I feel like we're probably going to be in quite a bit of man, very, very, very little zone, which is going to allow the linebackers to be able to uh, fill the, the uh, gaps much more quickly and efficiently. Uh, And that's going to be the only way we're going to be able to uh, really get a grip on this game is we're going to have to fill up those holes. We're going to have to stop the run. And the the DBs are going to have to man up. It's going to have to be a hard press game because the one thing that can't happen in this game is the Ravens can't go up by two scores of 10 points. Can't go up by 10 points early. And then they're just allowed to control the game from there. That happens. They're going to be able to just run the clock off or run time off the clock the entire game. And it's going to be an uphill battle. I mean, Patrick is extremely well whenever he's down by 10 points or more. So I'd be fine if we're down. The only fucking quarterback, only player in league history with a winning record when he's down by 10 points. You know, that guy. It's going to be rainy on Sunday. Uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't play well in the rain. Why should we worry? There's no need to worry. Why should I worry? Lamar's ass in the rain. In five games, he has a 58% completion percentage. Uh, He passes for 174 yards a game. And he's six touchdowns to three interceptions. You tell me he has a better completion percentage than that without the rain? I feel like like his completion percentage isn't that good. He's not, again, I don't feel like he's a good passer. He doesn't pass it a lot. Sorry, fifty six percent in in the rain. In the in the rain. Listen, um, even though he's old, even though he's a little bit uh, older school, uh, our defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, I feel like is still creative enough to mitigate what the Ravens do well. Um, and it's not just simply running the ball. It's switching up the looks that they give you when they run the ball because they have like four running backs, including their quarterback, that can tote the rock. Um, and they do quarterback power. They do – I mean, they, they they run it out of some wonky formations that you don't usually see in the NFL uh, a lot. Um, but as as much as – that part of their offense is creative. Spagnola likes to switch it up, bring guys from from areas that offenses aren't used to. So I, I just think the the playmaking ability of our linebacking core and the guys that Spags is going to be sending off the edge and from different areas, I think that's really going to mitigate um, how the Ravens use their run game. Uh, do not expect Lamar Jackson to have two rushing touchdowns in this game. As much as I would love to see another offensive battle between Lamar and Pat, 
like we have in the past. I think this is going to be a, a masterclass defensive game. We'll probably see both teams put up close to the 20 points, maybe a little bit more each. Um, uh, the, the, the final score, like I, I'd say it's going to be over. Like if we're taking the over under on fi- on total, I'm going to take the over if it was 40. Um, but I, this is going to be a masterclass of defense on both sides of the ball. Probably not a ton of turnovers, but I think we're going to see a lot of some stout uh, defense. Some, yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of punts. Um, there's there's going to be probably, I would say, no less than three fourth down stops. Like it's going to come down on, on both sides just to whose defense stands the test of time. Over or under twenty points at half total. Under. Tybo? I'll take the over. I think it'd be right at 20. Boys, uh, how how confident, how confident are we feeling? Extremely confident. We have Patrick Mahomes. Why why should we not feel confident like this? This is what he does every single year. We are great against the Ravens. The one time Patrick's lost the Ravens. It was Clyde's fault. Yeah. (laughs) It was also, it was also in Baltimore. The one time we lost the Ravens. True. That was Clyde's fault. It came down to, it came down to a fumble. It came down to one possession. As we were threatening to score. So we have the Ravens. So keep Clyde off, keep Clyde off the field. Keep McColl off the field. Kadarius isn't going to be available. And just just a slight correction here. We were not threatening. To, we had the ball, but we were we were on our own like thirty yard line, and we fumbled it. We, we were not threatening. Patrick Mahomes had the ball. We were threatening that year. Patrick, <laughs> I was going to say Patrick Mahomes is threatening at that season. At Patrick Mahomes is threatening to score the at the one yard line from his own <laughs> end zone. Uh, I'm excited. We're here again uh, for another championship weekend. Was this is uh, this is seven? In a row, is that right? Seven, eight. Man, is it six in a row? I thought it was only six. Thirty six in a row. Six, six in, a row. in a row. I was, I was adding two more. I was, I was two years in the future. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Uh, let's go ahead and pick this game. If you boys are ready, uh, looking What's at the order? Uh, last week, the order is Tybo gets to choose, and then you get to choose. I came in last last week as we are all tied at 138 it's, wins. It's the last couple of weeks, guys. I'm I'm going third. You know what the you know I, uh, you know what the fucking deal is, Dag. I gotta go second now. Don't say it. I'll go pick. first. Chiefs will play in Baltimore to take on the Ravens, who are four point favorites at home. Give me Chiefs to cover. Hey. I was worried there. He he talks all this shit on the Chiefs all season until it comes to the playoffs, and he picks them every single time. Uh, unlike me, who picks the Chiefs every single time, no matter what. Go ahead and give me the Chiefs again here. What would you guys say if I went Ravens right here? Like, <laughs> I'll call you a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'm... call you Stavi from now on. <laughs> Fucking, it's something about Flacco. I just trust more, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go Chiefs here. Beautiful, beautiful. It's time to make it to the Super Bowl in Vegas, baby. Arrowhead West. 
now we actually have to choose like different teams here. Like <laughs> we're all just going to no, be we tied up. We're going to be no, tied up don't. going into the fucking Super Bowl, and it's not even going to be fun. Nobody's going to win. <laughs> Uh, I actually think it's time, Tybo. You lost in the last edition of this, so it's your turn to be the moderator. Uh, we're going to take a quick break in between the games. Oh, bring ooh, you dog. Some oh. playoff trivia. Let's go. Yeah, Pre-planned up- questions this time. What? Pre-planned questions this time. Yes, pre-planned questions. I have five set up for me. You guys ready? Ready. This is this is like all over the place. Like I have I've got a question from 1988, okay? Like Let's go. This, this is playoff trivia. First question. I'm only asking for one. But name me a team that Tom Brady did not play against in the AFC playoffs. AFC playoffs. Sean Jets. That is false. He played the Jets. And, the oh, my God. Ty Bob. Texans. Also the false. Texans. Wow. The, the teams that are listed here, we got Bills, Bengals, Browns, Dolphins. The Bees. He has, he's played the Jaguars. He's played the Titans. He's played uh, Baltimore and uh, Cincinnati. He's played everybody in the AFC West. But Bills, Bengals, Browns, Dolphins, he has not played. Oh. You just said uh he has played Cincinnati, and then you listed the Bengals as a team. Oh, that... uh Cleveland? No, I, I meant I meant Pittsburgh. <clears throat> my bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, the other other team in the AFC North. He's he's played the Ravens and the Steelers. He has not played Cincinnati and the Browns. And then uh Bills and Dolphins from his own fucking conference that's because they, that they could never make the playoffs yeah. stupid all right uh both you zero points <laughs> uh now i was only asking for one team with the previous question i need all four teams that have lost two super bowls without winning one two question two just like just two or two or more Two or more. Without winning. They've at least lost two Super Bowls, and they have not won one. You need all four. All four teams. Oh, this is tough. I know if I was in your position, I would have at least two of these in in, on lock, but the other two are kind of tough. So I may give partial credit if someone can name me two or three out of the four. Um, I have two. I have possibly three. Who's putting their hand up? Who's going to give it a go? Go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. Bills. Bills are correct. Bengals. Bengals are correct. Cardinals. He's got it. Cardinals haven't. They didn't do it twice. I thought they did it twice. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, the Bengals are a team that I thought were one of the harder ones. 
what I just had it in my head. I lost that fat. Nah. Bills, Bengals. Uh, okay, I'll I'll try. Uh, yeah. B- Bills, Bengals, Browns. No. <laughs> the, have the Browns won? No. They oh, they've never two. been to a Super. Yeah, no, oh, never. Yeah, yeah I was- never been. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, uh, who are the other two? Are we ready for me to reveal? Unless you want to give a hint. AFC or NFC? Both of these are in the NFC. 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 Okay. Uh, well, the Vikings have won. Let's try and solve this together, Sean. The Vikings have won. No, they haven't. This is the Vikings, isn't it? Vikings. Vikings are three. Oh, Let's go. <laughs> when did the Vikings win, my guy? <laughs> I was win? thinking. I was thinking like early, early, early on that they won. Yeah, yeah. They oh. played. They played Green Bay. They played no, us. They won. They won. The did they? Yeah, they won one. Um, there. Okay, so there's only one team left here. You got Bills. You got Bengals. You got Vikings. The last team is in the AFC or uh, NFC. Are you ready for me to reveal? Yeah, go for it. Ty Bob looked like he's still thinking here. No, go ahead. Falcons. Ah, I didn't realize they lost two. Vikings. When Falcons, was it? Bills. Bengals. What? What other Super Bowl did the Falcons make? Oh, fuck! You're gonna make me do that. This guy doesn't come prepared. Don't worry about it. Give us our next question. Doesn't come prepared. <laughs> do I get partial Considering credit for that? Last segment. Do we get partial credit for that? I mean, no. You got two. He got one. But yeah. Uh, so they went, he didn't know he got in, one. They went in 1999 as well. 1999. Okay. Yeah, I don't know who they played in 99. I guess would that be the the Ravens, Titans? Uh, Denver. Gross. Uh, okay. Um, this is a fun one. This is one of my uh, one of my favorite questions. After Tom Brady, what position, I'm looking for a position, guys. After Tom Brady, what position are the next two players with the most playoff games in NFL history? Ty Bob. Receiver. Nope. Jerry Rice is the receiver with the most playoff games played, and he's like number four. Uh, most, most playoff games played of all mm. time. There's there are two there are two players in front of him, and they are one position. They're both the one position. They are both they both play the same position. Sean, I did. Ah, that's gonna get on the line. I got. What, I was just. I was gonna say offensive line. Nope. And it's funny. Brian Waters is up there because he played with Tom Brady enough. Um. But it is the you guys ready for it? Yeah. Kicker. I was gonna oh. guess that, but I... Vinatieri and Steven Guskowski, both yeah. Tom Brady's both. kickers. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. They're at like Tom Brady has 48 playoff games started, and uh Vinatieri and Guskowski are at like 24 and 25. Um the skill position player with the most playoff games played is Jerry Rice at 20 at something, but mm. That's insane. Yeah. Do you like these? These are these are, these these are, are good. good questions. These, these are good, good questions. questions. 
Neither of you have answered one, right? Not yeah. one. <laughs> okay. Uh, what two or no? Sorry. Besides San Francisco, what team has won more than once against Aaron Rodgers in the playoff? And there's only one team. San Francisco uh, is his kryptonite, but there is another team out there that has two wins against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Sean. Seahawks? Nope. It's regular season, isn't it? Damn. Bye, Bob. It's just a finger, not a hand. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm like He's going on a map. I'm doing, doing the, the math. No, I'm. I'm doing the map of like where the teams are located. Who's, who's where? Uh, NFC. W- my hint for you is that they're not fucking close to Green Bay. I'll tell you that right now. Fuck uh, okay, Rams. No, this one was shocking to me when I when I found out the answer because I didn't. I don't. This is a. Uh, the other questions I might have actually had a shot at answering, but this one I had no idea, and I was trying to be tough on you guys. Um, so we ready for the reveal? This is this is mind blowing in my opinion. It's the Arizona Cardinals. The fuck? Yeah. Never would have guessed that. I wouldn't have Interesting. either. Wow. Okay, uh, it comes down to my 1988 question, guys. Can anybody get a point on the board for this NFL playoff trivia? This was not a Super Bowl game. What two teams played in the Fog Bowl of 1988, which would be the NFC Championship game? It was super foggy. They nicknamed it the Fog Bowl. Ooh. Sean, I think I remember it's the the Cowboys and the Niners. Oh my God, dude! No, <laughs> I think I remember it. Completely wrong. Did he get either of those teams right? No. <laughs> <laughs> you think you remember it, huh? <laughs> they played a foggy game once, man. It just wasn't known as the fog game. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, 1988. So yeah, let's so go. Sean selected two perennial fucking NFC contenders. These teams are right up there with those two names. Oh, that's stupid. When it comes to when it comes to like the history of NFL football in the NFC, you're gonna be shocked. He's going to the computer. He's looking it up. No, I'm looking up teams because I no I'm like blanking. NFC. Think about it. NFC perennial. Both teams are perennial. Oh, um, it's not the Cowboys. It's not. I'm, so, so I'm let's talking go about when with, it comes uh, to the history of the NFL. Yeah, sure, not, sure, 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 sure. Not. Uh, so it was uh, the Bears. Let's uh, let's go like 
Uh, Bears Eagles. Hey, oh, holy shit. He's got a point, baby. He totally looked that up on the. Yeah. I totally did not he look that up. He tried to sound like he was guessing. He totally looked that shit up. I was on ESPN so looking at who was in the NFC to put it together. So, yeah, uh, it was it was Bears, Cheater. Eagles, and the Bears, the Bears won uh, the NFC championship game. That was super, super foggy. Let's go. Okay, well, fun. the other fog game was definitely the Cowboys Niners. It's very foggy. Okay. Sean, you'll have to be moderator next time since you lost. Yeah, I'm going to really stump Loser. you guys. Uh, I'm going to make sure Tybo gets zero points. Loser. Let's get to this next game here. We have got the NFC Championship that'll take place in Levi Stadium up in uh, just outside of San Francisco. We've got the Detroit Lions who will head into San Francisco, take on the 49ers. Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Uh, The Santa Clara 49ers are (laughs) seven-point favorites at home. (laughs) That's a lot of points. Seven points. That's a lot. Uh, I thought four for the Chiefs and the Ravens was uh, still quite a bit. Um, but seven points, they're really digging. The, the Vegas is really, really digging the 49ers. I mean, it is and in I, Vegas this year, so they must know something, right? I do understand that the 49ers beat the Packers by more than seven points or more than the spread last time. I'm right. Yeah, but no, we they didn't cover what? the spread. They did not cover the spread. If they didn't cover against the spread, the then I would have got a win against the Packers. Packers. Yeah, they they, they, they did, did not cover the they did not cover the yeah. spread against the Packers. They didn't because oh, it was nine, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. Um, Which is why okay. you got the win. You were the only one who won that. Tight. Um, so forget what the fuck I was just about to say. I just want to point out that. Sh- all right. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to point out that a lot of a lot of people in the sports world, um, Colin Coward, Mina Kimes, like some some big name sports analysts out there, they believe that up and down the roster, the Detroit Lions stack up against the 49ers. And I have a hard time believing that they don't other than the trenches. Do I think they have someone as good as Fred Warner in their linebacking crew? Not exactly, but the Detroit Lions linebackers play with a lot of heart. I don't think they have the talent to match the 49ers on the offensive and defensive line. Panay Sewell. First team all pro, absolutely fantastic. But up and down that that offensive line, do they have everybody? Can they match everybody that the 49ers have? No, I do not think so. The 49ers. Nick Bosa does a lot on his own. And uh I don't is uh James Houston playing right now? Like I know he came back. Is he playing? I haven't seen anything about their, their uh, injury report. Don't believe well, so. When he's on, you know, if we're talking about 
last year, the the last like eight games of the season or ever, when he got damn near a sack a game, you know, playing at peak capacity, sure, they they can hang with just about everybody. But the 49ers week in and week out have been showing that they can they can dominate the trenches. The the Packers were up on them for a little bit. Um, they were playing great, but I I did not see Aaron Jones played out of his mind. Even when he was running the ball, I did not see the Packers offensive line dominating the 49ers defensive line. I think that's going to be a huge difference in this game. And let's say the Lions linemen are standing on their heads and 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 playing better than San Francisco. Kudos, they might win the game. But I I think the the game starts and ends in the trenches and the, the Niners just up and down have have better better guys on the offensive and defensive line. James Houston uh, has been a full participant in practice this entire week. Uh, I just went through and looked. So that that could be a big piece. And, and I, th- you're right. I mean, I don't think there's very many people that are going to disagree with you. When you look at both sides, the Niners do have the better players. And I think when you look at the game film, you see that the Niners also have better discipline. I think they generally have a better game plan. When you look at the Lions, it's a great story. They've got a lot of really good individual performances and they they play well with emotion. But when we're talking about discipline and having necessarily a plan and whatnot, like they're they're a scrappy team. They feel good. That's why America loves where the Lions are coming from right now. Uh, this 49ers team is a well-oiled machine. And as long as they stay healthy, Debo has been a full participant this week in practice. As long as they are healthy. They're not really going to have any issues. With that said, they have had some injury issues. And if that continues to happen, this emotional, scrappy, dirty, disgusting Lions team from Detroit, much like their city, uh, is can end up coming out the winner uh, and sending themselves to the Super Bowl. Wouldn't be surprised at this happening. I would like to point out that uh, if it does happen that the 49ers and the Ravens both make the Super Bowl and this colorway uh, theory, whatever, for the the logo comes out, everybody should stop gambling immediately. Everything's rigged. <laughs> yeah, you may say that, but uh, it all re- really relies on Brock Purdy. He did not have a good week last week. And somehow he was out last off. week. He played a little bit. He got hurt during the game. He was out in the first. He was out for three of the four quarters. It still doesn't matter. He needs to be a better quarterback in this game for them. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm not having a wide receiver be out doesn't excuse bad quarterback play, dude. No, it doesn't. I wasn't meaning that excused. I was saying the reason that they played so bad is because Debo wasn't there. A lot of people are saying Brock Purdy when is a you, big portion of this team. You pick and choose when to give people passes and like, I I, where am I giving Brock Purdy a pass? I'm not saying I don't think Brock Purdy's that good of a quarterback. I think that team is nothing without Debo. I think Debo is the heart and soul of how they operate that team. Who the fuck he they got in the backfield? Who the hell is running the ball without, for him? Without Debo, that team is nothing. How many, how many? So this is <laughs> so this is four four years, four out of they five got, years. 
They D.A. is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the game. They have George Kittle, who likes to think he's better than Travis Kelsey, okay? They have people to throw the damn ball to. Debo Samuel isn't the end-all, be-all for that fucking offense. Oh, it is. The way that Kyle Shanahan but, has that thing wrapped up tight, yeah, it's it comes down to Debo. Just no, it does like not. Sean does is not. insinuating, Brock Purdy can lose this game for the Niners if he plays bad enough, okay? Yep. He missed plenty of throws against the Packers. I get it was raining. Um, God forbid there be any kind of in- in- inclement weather. Wetter. Jesus, I've been so bad. Carl Wetter. Good Lord. If there's any kind of inclement weather for Championship Sunday in Santa Clara, Brock Purdy might just fumble the bag for the 49ers. Because um, as I'm sitting here saying, the, the, the Lions outside of the offensive and defensive line up and down the depth chart can match up with the Niners. The position at quarterback where I feel like the Lions have the edge, the, the position where I feel like Lions have the edge is quarterback. I would take Jared Goff over Brock Purdy in a heartbeat every fucking day and twice on Sundays. Yep. Like Jared Goff is a much better quarterback. So if Goff is on fire and Purdy is in distress and, and not making throws, this game is is up in the air, guys. The all the all pro up uh however many guys that San Francisco had you know in the in the top whatever of their categories and stats and whatever the lions can win this game you're forgetting that dan campbell is going to give one of his most emotional one of his best speeches of all time before the game get these guys riled up to get them playing good football and if they're down at half guess what that rallying speech that he gives you would want to be in the locker room for that because he's going to motivate those guys as much as possible. And they're going to come out hot and firing and ready to go. I can't tell which of the two, what we're going to see out here because both defenses are pretty good. Yeah. I don't like, yes, Detroit's defenses. I don't think it's in the same universe as the 49ers defense. Not, not many are Um, the pass rush from Detroit is going to be, one of the most important things that they do all day on Sunday is destroy that offensive line. Maybe it's not going to be Trent Williams. Maybe you might get a snap on him one, uh, but you're really going to have to focus on the offside. You're going to have to stop Christian McCaffrey. um, And, and maybe, maybe get a couple of breaks. Um, The 49ers defense, you're going to have to limit, Amon Ra, as much as possible. And that is not easy to do. When we're talking about some of the best receivers in the game, like Amon Ra is that guy. Sam Laporte is another guy you're going to have to cover. Um, and then even then, Jared Goff is really smart. They got a two-headed monster in the backfield. Like I think no matter what, this is going to be much different from the Kansas City-Baltimore game where we're probably going to see a lot of stout defense being played. I think we could get both sides of the football playing really, really well here. Yeah, this is a, all the makings for a really high-scoring matchup. Uh, I see it being uh, 37-33, something like that at the very end. Very Two very turnovers apiece. Very high-scoring. And see, I, I think the guys on both these defenses are a little bit too good to let the, the scoring get that high. I, I think we're going to have a really competitive game, but I, I, I think it's 
going to be a little a little closer to the ground than that. Like like we're talking twenty to twenty five points scored for each team here. I I, I think it'll be super close, um, but I I don't think we're going to see a shootout over or under twenty five points at half. I would say under. 25 total over. points. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over at 50 at the end of the game. And it's I not because the, I, it, and it's probably not. not because the defense has played bad. It's, it's because, because the it's defenses may have actually put, now, I wouldn't even say that. I would say it's maybe because the defenses actually put their offenses in really good position. The turnovers, uh, field position, like the special team, both special teams are very, very good. I think that if this is going to be high scoring as, as much as I think it is, and not necessarily a shootout where both teams are scoring 40, like it's both teams are going to have a little bit over 25. Like this game's probably going to be at like 51 or something. Uh, but I, I, I just, I, I feel like points are going to be a little bit harder to come by than you guys are expecting. Um, as, as good as these teams are, they have great players on defense. Both of them do. And I, they, I, I, they got both players on on all sides of the ball, offense, defense, special teams, and that's. I think the defenses are. I I think the high scoring points, Tybo. I get it, but I don't think it's an it, it, something that's allowed by the defense. I think it's more of defense or special teams puts their offense in really good position, whether it's in field position, whether it's whether it's a turnover score, something of that nature. I I think that. Those defenses are so good; they're going to put their offenses in really, really good position to execute. And that's that's fine. I just different than you guys. I I have a feeling that this game is going to turn out really close to Bills Chiefs. Um, good players all across the board, offense, defense on both teams. I, I just feel like points are going to be a little harder to come by because these teams want it really bad. The 49ers are coming off last season where they like if we had a quarterback we would have won that game and all that blah 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 the Detroit is hungry you got Dan Campbell as a head coach and you're coming from a city in a in a franchise that historically is is terrible uh they are hungry both of these teams have a reason to want to win this game um whatever fucking bulletin bulletin board material you want to talk about like the 49ers have it the the Detroit Lions have it um, I wouldn't be surprised to see either team win this game. I, I just feel like it, it's going to be so tightly contested that points are going to be a little harder to come by than the shootout style uh, of a game. Don't forget the uh, 49ers not too long ago got their butts whipped by the Ravens, and they don't want to feel that again before they get into the Super Bowl. Maybe maybe think they've got a rematch with the Ravens coming up. Um, but... They, the they've got writers say they do. <laughs> <laughs> they they've been whipped before, and uh, I, I think they still have a little bit of bad taste in their mouth from that one. You boys ready to pick the final game of championship weekend? Championship Sunday, yeah. Well, again, we've got the Detroit Lions who head into Santa Clara. They'll play the San Francisco. 49ers who are seven point favorites at home Sunday, 530. I've got the first pick. I am picking the Lions to cover oh, with the 49ers to win. You screwed up my whole entire What's plan. Right now, seven. Seven. 
Oh, you really, really suck. Um, screw it. Feel good story. Lions to cover and lions to win. Here it is, baby. It's a Here's chance. Here's where I win the fucking pick them for the year. Give me the 49ers. Give it to me. No, we can't do that. But you're about to. No, Lions. You're about to. Lions got this. They can lose by seven or less. You're you're pretty happy oh. with this pick, huh, Tybo? I'm. Is this what I'm you wanted happy. the whole time? You're putting your money on Brock Purdy. Pick the same team so that you're, I. You're could... put. You're putting your money on Brock Purdy. You're putting your I'm money putting on my money on Christian healthy. McCaffrey. I'm putting my money on George Kittle. I'm putting my money on Brandon Ayuk. I'm putting my money on Fred Warner. I'm putting my money on Nick Bosa, racist ass. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I believe the 49ers are winning. I just think this game is going to be uh I think you're right. It's going to be you said it yourself. It's going to be really uh-huh. close. Ballsy calls by Dan Campbell all day. They're going to do something crazy and end up losing like they did against the Cowboys. Ayo. Hey. Well, that the is Niners it. are good enough to make it a touchdown. For the preview show for championship weekend. Sunday. We'll see you guys next Names week. are only on Sunday. It's not across the whole weekend. It's only Shut Sunday. Up, Carl. Join us next week as we recap everything from championship weekend. Until next time. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.